It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Healthy Mind Matters, brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare on KSL News Radio. Thank you for joining us for Healthy Mind Matters. I'm Maria Chaleos. Today we are talking about pain management and the use of opioids and how they're not all the same when it comes to pain management. With me, Kim Campani, Executive Operations Director for Pain Management Services at Intermountain Healthcare. Kim, let's help out patients. They go into their doctor. What kind of conversation should they be having with their doctor when they're going in for some sort of procedure or they're having some sort of back pain? What kinds of questions should they be ready to ask their physician? Well, first of all, we want to empower patients to make sure they're having meaningful conversations with their providers, asking questions such as, how much pain should I expect from this? Um, setting realistic pain goals, realizing that eliminating all pain is not always appropriate nor reasonable. Some pain, some amount of pain is our body's way of saying that it's healing and, and so that we don't over overwork or re-injure ourselves. So having those conversations and setting some realistic pain goals, I think, first of all, is shifting the mindset because nobody wants to be in pain by any means. But understanding, like, OK, I may I may experience some pain and that's OK. But also uh, we don't want the pain to be um, excruciating or out of control so that patients can't um, heal. Having conversations with the doctor about, or, or dentist even, are there alternatives that could be taken other than opioids, such as around-the-clock uh, Tylenol or acetaminophen, if it's appropriate? Sometimes just taking that routinely around-the-clock for a few days can work wonders in reducing pain. And while it may not reduce all pain, it can help to take the edge off. And also, if it's appropriate, could other non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medications such as ibuprofen or, or Aleve over-the-counter, if those were taken around the, the clock, even in combination with the Tylenol, how would that do for reducing the pain? And then if an opioid is necessary, asking the doctor, is this the lowest dose that I could take? Um, what what When do you recommend could I take that? Do I need to take this as scheduled? Usually we want to recommend with opioids that it's not scheduled pain relief um, around the clock. It's just more of an as needed. And but just having those conversations with the provider, making sure that we really have those those communications and those uh, dis, those informed decision making uh, conversations so that both the provider and the patient can feel good about the treatment plan. Kim, maybe it's important to talk just for a moment about the job of pain and why it is important to feel pain and know what's happening with our bodies. So pain is a way um, with different receptors throughout our body that let us know that something is not right due to an injury, due to inflammation, or due to many other uh, different factors. So pain is a natural, as a natural response. And you know, we've grown up with pain, all of us have in, in one point or another, but there's many different types of pain. And I think just making sure 
uh, the goal of pain management is to make sure that patients can adequately deal with this and uh, that we're treating it appropriately. Now, everybody has a different pain tolerance, meaning some people can, can tolerate pain much more than others. And so we want to find appropriate treatment options for them. Uh, we know that um, there are many Americans suffering from chronic pain and prescription opioids can help to manage some types of pain in the short term. However, Maria, we don't necessarily have enough information about the benefits of opioids long term. And we know that there are serious risks of opioid use disorder and overdose particularly with high dosages and long-term use. You kind of read my mind. Not everybody has the same pain tolerance. This has to create a bit of difficulty or challenge for doctors and patients, right? How do they decide what is an appropriate level of medication for their patient? Well, that's where I think having those conversations between a patient and a provider are very important. Making sure as a patient that you speak up and, and talk about the pain level that you're experiencing. But again, also asking what are the alternatives, knowing that they don't always have to be focused on opioids. Would ice treatment or heat treatment, any non-pharmacological options help to reduce the pain? Um, and then again, like we say, non-opioid medications. We have a lot of options now that are non-opioids it can help to reduce the pain. So just having those conversations, asking the doctors or the dentists, could something else work? That's how we, we tackle this together. Is there a way to define what is a tolerable amount of pain? I know that may sound like a silly question, but I mean, wh- what is tolerable? From a, I mean, how do we decide if we're experiencing a tolerable amount of pain? Well, Maria, there are many different pain scales across the country that that different people use. And so I think a lot of time it's that assessment of a healthcare provider with the patient, asking them conversation, asking them, how is your pain? How are you feeling? Is this tolerable? Is this not? And having those discussions and that feedback from them, like something may impact me differently than it impacts you. So it's important to speak up but it's also important to ask about options because like I say in the past, opioids were kind of our first line of treatment for pain. And we've learned a lot lot along the way. We know that opioids still do have a place, but many alternatives can be used instead of opioids. All right, we need to take a break. And you're listening to Healthy Mind Matters on KSL News Radio. Today we are talking about opioids and how they're not made all the same and some some alternatives for treatment of pain. And we'll be right back. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. 